Hey guys, in today's episode, I am joined by Brian Thomas, the founder of Homebase, an experience that's unlike anything else in the festival industry. Homebase is Florida's largest exclusive music festival resort. It is the one-stop shop for festival goers to stay in a hotel with fellow ravers, enjoy pool and after parties, shuttles to events, and other activities throughout the weekend. Today, I'm chatting with Brian about how he built this company, what goes into managing these types of events, and how he's adapting Homebase's offerings during this pandemic. With all of that being said, let's jump into today's episode. up you guys welcome back to rave culture cast your weekly guide to the edm community music festivals and more i am your host emma capotis welcome to the podcast you guys happy wednesday i'm feeling good today (laughs) i have so much energy you guys i had my first cup of coffee today in a month I gave up caffeine for a month and I decided to treat myself today because today is the actual launch day of Rave Culture Cast's merch line. So you guys are hearing this a week from now. So I wanted to celebrate, had a cup of coffee. I'm still energized now at 4.30 p.m. What the heck? (laughs) So just so you know, you guys are going to have a very high energy episode coming at you guys today. I also just wanted to point out that we are filming in a new location. I officially moved into my house this past weekend so I'm still getting things situated it's a little bit echoey in this room right now because I don't really have that much furniture but I have a new home office it's going to be my creative space I'm going to film and record things for the podcast and for my YouTube channel in here so if you guys are watching on youtube.com slash Emma Capotis you will see a new background Uh, but that is a work in progress super excited for the content that is to come out of this space Uh, And with that being said, just wanted to point out a couple things. Uh, You guys can always follow along with us on social media at Rave Culture Cast and at Emma Capotis on Twitter and Instagram to stay informed and up to date with the latest and greatest. Uh, And of course, we have a new YouTube channel for the podcast. It's called Rave Culture Cast Clips, and that is weekly highlights and bonus interviews. So you guys can go ahead and check that out. Subscribe over there. And lastly, I just wanted to mention the Facebook group community, which is my favorite thing ever. Uh, I love posting in there every day and chatting with you guys. So if you want to meet other ravers and talk about the episodes and just everything related to EDM and music festivals, check out the Rave Culture Cast community group. Alrighty. And with all of that being said, I also just really quickly wanted to say a massive thank you to you guys listening right now. To anybody who has purchased something from the new merch line, Um, like I said, it hasn't even been a day yet that it's been out and your support has been amazing. Everybody has been so incredible tagging me in your um, order confirmations and things like that. Like I'm so excited. I can't wait to see you guys have everything in person. So please tag me and at Rave Culture Cast in any photos you take. I will gladly share those images and hold on to them because I am so excited about this merch line. So there will be a link in the description box if you guys want to shop the new merch collection, pick up something for fall, grab a beanie, grab a hat, anything you guys like. So thank you all so much for the support on that. Um, I want to jump right in to our listener of the week here, guys. So if you ever want to nominate somebody for listener of the week, please feel free to send me an email to raveculturecast at gmail.com. 
with your short little message shouting somebody out. So today we have a message from Brittany. It says, hey, Emma, so happy I came across your podcast on Spotify. I love how you keep everyone in the loop with EDM news and interviews, but you also make it fun and interactive with listener of the week and the Facebook group. Thank you, girl. Uh, She said, thank you for all you do with all the craziness. This is one of the most positive, uplifting things I look forward to every week. That is awesome. I'm happy to happy to help. I hope you guys enjoy my caffeine energy today. (laughs) So she says, I want to nominate my boyfriend, Paolo, as listener of the week. He is an amazing guy. Such a rave dad. Shout out to all the rave moms and dads. There is there isn't a rave scene um, in my little town. I've always had to travel to events and try to figure out rave hacks on my own. I thought I knew the tricks until I met Paolo. He makes sure I take all the vitamins I need, drink water, finds me the best porta potties, and always checks in to see how I'm doing. And plans the night so perfectly that when we see everybody we want to and we still have time to explore. He is such a vibe. He makes car playlists to rage to before the event and even makes a playlist to lull you to sleep in the car afterwards. Amazing. He's always helping others and bonus points. I get to cover him in candy. He's taught me so much. I can't stop smiling. I'm so grateful to have met him. Thank you for your time, Emma. Hope you have a great week. Thank you, Brittany, for writing in. Shout out to your boyfriend, Paolo. It sounds like he takes care of you and he makes your experience in this scene better. So we absolutely love that. I'm glad you guys are a little rave bay couple. So cute. Couple goals. So shout out to both of you guys. Thank you so much for being listeners and for being a part of this amazing little community. So let's, what else are we going to jump into? I think that's pretty much it. Let's get into this interview. It's a longer interview today. I want to introduce here Brian Thomas again, who is the founder of Homebase. So I'll quickly talk about my affiliation with Homebase and how I became familiar with them. And then I will run right into Brian's interview so you guys can just hear it from the man himself. So I had heard about Homebase just because obviously being in the music festival scene, it was a pretty big deal in Florida. That's where they're based out of. And it's heavily associated with uh, EDC Orlando. So I knew that it was sort of like a hotel experience, sort of like a party package that you could, you know, stay where you play. That's their tagline. But I wasn't really familiar until last year when I went to my first EDC Orlando. I unfortunately did not stay at home base and I regret that decision every single day. But I did get to pop over there and get some video from my vlog and check it out. And I was literally blown away by what they put together. I honestly, this is why I wanted to have Brian on. Like he was, again, on my list of people to interview. I really just think this whole idea idea is genius. And I'm not just saying that because he's coming on today. I think I cannot wait to see where they expand this in the future. I think this type of event could work for so many different festivals and it's kind of just like the perfect situation to be in and here's why. So basically Homebase is um, like a hotel experience so you can book your room package, you can stay with your friends, it's usually a hotel takeover so everyone staying there is going to the event with you so it's like I walked into the hotel, it was the Grand Floridian I think, ravers walking around everywhere all dressed up in their outfits Um, There were pool party events during the day, tons of activities. I think there was like a brunch with the DJ. There's yoga. There's like all fun things. You're meeting people and then you go to the event. They provide the shuttles, which is even better. So they're covering your travel for you. And then there are after parties. So you come back to the hotel and they have, you know, they take over one of the conference rooms and there are after parties. So you can, it's safer, right? Because if you're drinking or whatever, you're all in one place. You don't have to Uber. You don't have to drive anywhere. You are staying where you're playing as it sounds. So 
I just think this is such a creative way to go about it. I think it totally adds to the festival experience because you're just continuing the party afterwards, basically. And I just think it's such a cool idea. And so what I saw was amazing. And I know they have other events outside of home base that we're going to talk about, like Hotel Elsewhere and Dirty Bird Camping. So they're expanding. And I wanted to just hear from Brian how he created this idea and basically how you run an event like this because it's expanded. They were going to do two hotel takeovers this year for EDC Orlando. And I know it takes a lot to operate this kind of company. So if anybody has been interested in kind of like operations or management or starting an event production company, you'll learn the ins and outs today from Brian. So I think that's everything. You guys have a preview of what we're going to be talking about today. Um, We're of course going to cover the elephant in the room, COVID, and how they're adapting to that um, because effectively a bunch of events were canceled this fall. So we're going to end the episode talking about how they've been able to adapt and what uh, future events we might see out of home base. So with all that being said, please join me in welcoming Brian Thomas to the podcast. How are you doing? Good. How are you? I'm good. I'll just hop right into things. Just to get started, for anybody who may not know, could you just quickly introduce yourself, um, where you're from, what you do, and then maybe some of your favorite artists? Yeah, absolutely. Um, My name is Brian Thomas. Um, I'm from Tampa, Florida. I was born in Cleveland, Ohio. Um, I've grown up here all my life, uh, pretty much. Uh, it's, uh, It's been really crazy to see how it was back in the day when I first started it, one of my first businesses into where we are now um you know it it's gonna be really exciting to see I, how we grow in the future um a little bit about myself um i so i own home base i i started with uh, my first company which was a uh, music festival trips um what i kind of built out of it was i started building travel packages uh, you know hotel packages that kind of stuff and uh, it's kind of carried into something else. It's a little more of a bigger experience now. Um, now, some of my favorite artists right now, um, you know, it kind of changes all the time. You know, I, today I was listening to Pretty Lights, which kind of threw me back to like mm. 2012, 2013. Yeah. Um, I've been listening a little bit of Diplo. I don't know, just kind of play around nice. with all sorts of different stuff until it kind of mixes around and get into it. So, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And you're a Dolphins fan? I'm assuming. <laughs> I'm not a Dolphins fan. No? Really. Uh, I'm a Bucks fan, you know. I'm a Bucks oh, fan. Okay. And also, I'm a Cleveland Browns fan. So, you know, I got to nice. wrap up the, the two cities that I grew up in. So. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I like the Browns. I will root for the Browns. I, I think they're a fun team to watch. Yeah. I mean, was it weird for you seeing Tom Brady play this week? <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was interesting because, you yeah. know, I, I got to say, I'm pretty hyped up about the Bucks right now. Right. You know, I got a new Bucks license play. I'm getting a new jersey. I'm like, you know what? Nice. I got something to look forward to. Now I can watch sports since I got all this free time these days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. It's a weird experience though. I mean, just seeing the first games without the fans, I was like, I don't I wonder how it feels for them. It's just it's a strange year. I feel like we're weirdly getting used to things now at this point, but those things are just gonna just feel different when you first see them, I think. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, everything's changing for uh, a lot of, there's a lot of good things that are coming out of this. I think that a lot of people are going to see that a lot of the new things they put into place this year to make new revenue and everything, they're going to grow and build on it. Like live streams are going to become a regular thing. Um, You know, there's all sorts of little smaller events and stuff. So, you know, Mm -hmm. 
it's it's definitely cool to see where where the direction things are heading. Yeah, for sure. And so what was your first, because I know you said you obviously had some things before home base, but what was your first introduction to dance music? Um, first introduction to dance music was uh, count, Counterpoint Music Festival. I had a friend hit me up mm. last minute and uh, he was like, yo, you want to go to this camping festival this weekend? Like it already started. It's got a dope lineup. It's like headliners were like Steve Angelo, um, Avicii, Bass Necker, Skrillex, Pretty Lights, and it was Zed, Zed, Zed. Mm-hmm. It was like, it was massive in Atlanta. Um, and when I went to that event, it kind of kicked off for me, um, just knowing that I really, lo- I really, really love large scale events. That was kind of mm-hmm. like my first time going to something super, super big. And um, it, it was interesting because when I went to Counterpoint, I was like, man, is there anything better than this? This is my first camping festival. Like, it's <laughs> yeah. so cool. All the multiple stages, like the two stages going back to back between music was just insane. Um, but I was on a hill and some girl was hula hooping next to me. And I was like, you know, what? Mm. is there anything better than this? And she's like, you got to check out Electric Forest. And that's where <laughs> yep. um, I, it really kicked off for me on, uh, okay. on uh, music festival trips and also more of like figuring out what else is uh, bigger out there. Yeah, for sure. Oh my God. I've, I've heard such good, I was going to do electric forest this year for the first time. And I've just like heard such amazing things about the community in particular about that festival. Like people just say the vibes, as soon as you arrive there, like everybody is just in such a great mood and it's just like heavily community driven. So I, I can't wait to attend that one day. And I haven't done a camping festival yet. I'm sad to admit it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got, you have to, you have to do a camping festival. Yeah. You know, go with a group of friends. If you do the RV thing, it's definitely super sick. Um, yeah. it, I've definitely done my good handful of camping <laughs> festivals. So awesome. um, if you need any advice, I got you. Yeah, thank you. No, I appreciate it. Um, so before you did home base, like what what did you want to do? Like what was your dream job before you got into the festival scene? Or did you always know that you wanted to work uh, in the music festival scene? I've always been about experiences and bringing people together. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it, it all started when I was 16, 17 years old. I started buying out nightclubs and started putting together mm-hmm. events and, that were um, – they were branched around the high school community. You know, I wanted to bring together rivalry schools and mm-hmm. bring them into one dance floor room and just have a party, get loose and have a good time. Awesome. And, uh, that's a, that's where it kind of opened up for me. Wow. Okay. And so before we dive into all the fun stuff, what are, especially now, I, we obviously have a little bit more free time because we don't have any events to go to, but what are your hobbies outside of this whole world? <laughs> <laughs> What's outside of home base, so, you know, the industry and stuff. Um, you know what? I, I love, I just got a, a new dog. And I absolutely love Aww. hanging out with her and just taking yeah. out a walk, exercise and that kind of stuff. Um, I do love reading. You know, I love reading about different articles, about different events, different kind of, uh, you know, things that are going on in the world. Um, you know, it's, it's interesting about the whole world on how things have been just kind of changing and shifting, especially in this country. And I, I've been right. digging deeper on each side of uh you know things between the 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 kind of the division that's in this country and it's uh it's interesting i just like i've been diving a lot deeper on it so um kind of like networking my dog exercising reading (laughs) you know music (laughs) love it what kind of dog did you get uh i got a miniature golden doodle nice oh that's so cute i i feel like everybody goes for the doodle mixes that's what i'm looking at too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah this Easy. Dog is too much I yeah family say. friendly they don't shed you know i've heard good things about golden doodles what's her name uh her name's maui 
Oh, I love that. That's well, yeah. you've got your hands Mally full, that's Mally. for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so let's chat about home base. I, I definitely want to talk about the whole world of it. I've actually gotten a lot of requests recently um, for people asking to talk about like the logistics behind planning events. People seem to be really interested in that topic. So this is like the perfect fit here. But for anybody listening who isn't familiar, how would you normally describe what home base is to somebody who doesn't know? Um, okay. So I always have to choose my words on like how to, yeah, how to <laughs> promote this because it's yeah. kind of evolved over the years. You know, music festival trips always had a slogan together is better. So, you know, that kind of drives with the idea of experiences and bringing people together. Um, yeah, I got to really say there's no place like, uh, hold on. Uh, home base is more than a place to stay. It's, it's the central place for music lovers, attendees, people from all different kinds. Even if they never attended a festival, it's the central place for people to stay and be able to be surrounded by like-minded individuals and get the party let loose and have a great time. And, you know, we take care of everything from, you know, your lodging, your transportation to all your after party, pre-party, full party needs. And, um, you know, there's something special about it when you get to go and stay in an exclusive place and get to, you know, just stay next to your friends or right. stay next to other people that just really are, you know, they're there for the music. They're there for a good time. So, you yeah. know, it, I think a lot of people walk away getting to know a lot of other people and mm -hmm. uh, those relationships that forge is really what keeps me doing this. Yeah, that's awesome. No, I, I think it's such an interesting concept and I'm not saying this just because you're here, but I've said this before. I did a video on my YouTube channel about home base because a lot of people were curious. I just think it's the best case scenario when you're attending an event because you do have everybody in one spot. Like, it's just nice to be surrounded by these people outside of the event that they're attending. And like you said, you put everything in one spot, the pre parties, after parties, you take care of the transportation so people can get there safe. So it really does make everything easier, which is really helpful, especially for people who might be attending events for the first time. They don't really have to think about all of the planning process, but I know what it, the event looks like now, but what was the first home base event like for you? <laughs> um, the first uh, home base event was, it, it was, I was very anxious. I was very interested to see how people are going to really enjoy this. And I, I've always mm -hmm. envisioned it in a way where, um, you know, everybody just coming in, they, they get into their rooms, they get checked in, and then mm -hmm. all of a sudden it'll just develop by itself. But we're going to add in all the flair and the programming. So we right. keep everybody busy and having a good time. And really, you know, a lot of it's built off the audience, the guests, the, the, the people that come and bring in the, you know, the costumes and, you know, their, mm -hmm. their DJ equipment and right. set up in their rooms and all that kind of stuff. It's like, you know, people bring more to the experience. And I think that's what people really love. Um, mm -hmm. So the first one that really went down, um, it, it was, it, it really blew my mind. Like, you know, I, I went from just buying out uh, townhouses and hotel rooms, and I finally got a resort that's exclusively only for the guests that are attending the festival. And um, it, and when people started chanting home base, or mm -hmm. you know, they started, uh, you know, the the name started turning into a very big buzzword, and I was seeing right. all the fans at the festival. I was just like, dude, this is so much bigger than what I thought it would be. Right, and right. Uh, I think we're going the right direction. It's, uh, it's really cool to see. That's so awesome. And you, everything is based in Florida, right? I know we're going to talk about the other events that you're running too, but so far everything has been based. Is it in like the Orlando area? 
Yeah, yeah. So everything's been growing in Florida. We we were working on plans to expand this year, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they, they, that wasn't going to happen. Um, but I, I would force forecast for 2021, 2022 to be one of our biggest uh, two years yet to be able to expand and grow with some other festivals and stuff like that. So, um, awesome. yeah. And yeah. I, I got to say, music festival trips before – so there was the, there's home base, but music festival trips. We take a step back, and music festival trips was formed back in 2012, 2013, and that's when we started doing bus packages to festivals. And I gotta say, those that OG crew that has been on those <laughs> bus trips knows yeah. what what's up. And they, <laughs> we we used to do bus trips up to Electric Forest, to Tomorrow World, Buku, oh, wow. Counterpoint, mm-hmm. Life in Color Festival. Um, Mad Decent Block Party in Atlanta. Wow. And we, we really, uh, we expanded it, people's, uh, we, we gave people the opportunity to go and experience something new, experience mm-hmm. a new festival, a new, uh, a new event. And uh, I, I think it was really cool to be able to give people the opportunity at a good price. Yeah, for sure. And like, what a what growth for you too to start with that, and like, clearly there was a need and there was an energy that formed, and then to now like where you're at. Like, can you talk a little bit about what that growth has been like for you to witness these past few years? Yeah, um, I mean, the growth, it's, you know, 2014 was when we did EDC Orlando and we had just done 135 people. It was super exciting. We Mm. got like 35 rooms. I was like, man, this is cool. Then we moved up, then we had 600 people. Then the next year we're hitting 1,400. And and after that, I had to start building into doing a full buyout. So the growth, from going to that scale, now we're doubling up. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, last year we ended up hitting about 5,000 people uh, on average for the event wow. yeah. that were even attending at one point. Um, and we now are seeing that it would probably be hitting 10,000 or maybe we'd be looking at our own festival at one point. That is so crazy. Oh my God. You well-deserved. This is amazing. I mean, <laughs> what, what went into the decision too? Cause obviously we'll talk about 2020 throwing a wrench in everyone's plans, but what went into the, the decision of expanding home base this year to two hotels? Cause I know I heard some ideas about one hotel was maybe going to be more base and dubstep oriented artists. And one was going to be more like house and techno, but what went into that decision? Yeah. So the, the decision was definitely based off of occupancy on the amount of people that could stay at one hotel. We knew that mm-hmm. there's 30,000 people that are traveling in for EDC Orlando. Um, mm-hmm. You know, our hotels can only carry so many people. So, you know, at, at one point, it, you know, can we expand to do a larger hotel or even two hotel setups? Um, a lot of the larger hotels don't have the, it, it's not very easy to just go and step in and do 1600 rooms. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a, it's kind of very difficult. Um, so my, my plan is to grow into that. If we can hit 1600 rooms, you know, doing a larger property, I'd love right. to do that. Um, but this is, a, this gives the opportunity to really space it out, give mm-hmm. other people a chance to come experience it and right. really get them to build into certain genres of music and, that's where we can really drill people, those really loving like yeah. bass lovers with just bass music and those house lovers with a little bit of house techno all weekend mm-hmm. long. Um, I mean, our goal was to, you know, get to where we buy out five hotels and we could do like a, it would be cool to do like a dream state hotel buyout and oh do maybe a full bass <laughs> hotel, maybe all trans, yep. you know, all break beats. So, you know, it, it, 
it ex- it can't expand further than that. You know, just uh, sure. we're in the time of waiting. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Catch me at the techno in house hotel. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's right? such a good idea. It, it. I mean, it's amazing. And I am curious and like, feel free if you can't fully answer this question, but what is it like working with the hotels? Cause obviously we know how incredible this community is, but from the hotel's perspective, like, you know, them signing on board with having these massive parties and knowing there's going to be young people going to festivals. Like what has that whole relationship <laughs> been like? <laughs> uh, I got to say it, it, it was a growing pain at first. And like I said, I, you know, before home base, there was four years of doing EDC Orlando where we were, um, we were, we were pretty much doing at these smaller hotels and the, the GMs and the sales directors, they were all kind of a little bit older and, you know, they're not usually used to these social kind of groups. Yeah. Um, so when we approach them and they, they know that we're doing a full buyout and we're, we're getting the hotel exclusively to ourselves, you know, that's where we can make sure we can, you know, have the whole social atmosphere and get to have the parties and get to do everything that we need to. Um, but, it, you know, it does take that breakthrough first to see mm-hmm. everything. But obviously, it makes sense from a from a business level on understanding the the revenue numbers on what we could bring to the table when we have uh, this, these kind of groups. And plus, um, you know, it gets to showcase their hotels to the world. You know, as right. a as a as a cool place to stay, even in, you know on vacations and everything else. I don't know how many more people have told me they stayed at the Vonty Palms after you know right. the, the after summer last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's definitely so true. And I, yeah, exactly. Once you start the relationships with them, I feel like then they'll allow you to come back time and time again, especially if you're selling out all the rooms. Like, why wouldn't they want to do that? But I'm I'm also curious a little bit about improvements. Like, obviously, year after year, there are things you need to address, or some things that go well, and some things that that don't. So how do you and your team address improvements to the event every year? Yeah. So every single staff member that works with us, we, we give them an opportunity to put it in, uh, they, their critique on the entire event, you know, the pros, cons, I want to hear the, the ugly, the bad, the good, you know, hopefully everything's really great, but I really want people to, you know, give us some solid criticism. And I, you know, honestly, some of our biggest attendees, they, they get a, they get us the criticism that we need and I, I review over it. Sometimes it maybe it could be harsh, but uh, there's other times where it, it's all constructive and, uh, right, and right. we can go through that and really understand. So, you know, where did we miss on this? So why did they run into this? And mm-hmm. we now can go and fix those kind of things. If it's adding in additional signage or adding in new staff members or organizing or putting heavy focus on, you know, shuttle lines and they, and right. you got to hear it here out the, the guests, the attendee, cause they're, they're trusting, you know, their, uh, their dollars with us and making sure that we could provide that really great experience for them. So we, we really have to listen to the audience at the end of the day on what they want to hear, what they want to see and, right. you know, uh, really curate to that. That's awesome. And how, I mean, how do things like the shuttles and things like that work? Like, I know you have your hand in everything, but is there one area maybe that's, was the most difficult for you to coordinate or were some of them easier than you thought they were going to be? <laughs> um, yeah. So, you know, there's all sorts of different learning perspectives in every single department that's running. And, you know, when we go through the list of departments, I mean, it goes from talent to artist relations, to artist hospitality, to, right. you know, the, the site operations from setting up the site map to doing the programming to, you know, um, to pretty much everything that has to be ran in a major music festival has to be done for this kind of event. And it, and it takes the, um, 
the individuals that run those certain departments to be entrusted to be able to handle it. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I, I definitely come in full force and making sure that people know that, you know, we, we need to meet these certain standards and we need to make sure that we reach uh, take care of the guests. Um, and, you know, we, we try and do everything possible to, you know, make sure we achieve that. Awesome. And okay, so we could take maybe last year as an example, but I would love to hear what your day is like, like day, first day of home base, like, what are you doing? Are you running around? Are you, <laughs> do you get to go to EDC at all? Like, I'm just so curious how, how your day goes. <laughs> you know, I honestly, I really like, you know, two days before the show, I'm already on site, but I'm always thinking, you know, going through every department in my head and just thinking mm -hmm. about the things that we need, the things that we want, is it, are we missing anything, you know, and, it, and really just kind of almost becoming obsessive with the event to know that, you know, everything is in line to run smoothly. Right. And, it, and it's so important to think about that because, you know, if one person isn't showing up or they may have forgotten this, it could mm -hmm. affect somebody's experience or, you know, it couldn't affect their safety on site. And, uh, right. and it takes a whole, everyone to be working at the same time and doing all the right things mm -hmm. to make the wheels turn and make us roll in the right direction. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm usually like just sleep either. I'm trying to sleep, but I'm always thinking, I'm like, Oh dude, do we do, we do this checklist? I'm adding things to the checklist, making right. sure, you know, first thing in the morning that we're getting done. Um, but you know, I, I really love to give, um, my, the whole team, you know, the opportunity to go ahead and start handling things right off the bat. And then I could, right. I'll go in and check in with things. Um, but I like to give them the opportunity to be able to run the event themselves because, um, you know, for three, four years ago, you know, I was definitely doing everything hands on. If it wasn't, yeah. you know, just being there at check in, putting wristbands on oh my God, and the shuttles <laughs> and everything else. So, um, but I do go to EDC on the last day. I try to go for an hour or two. Um, nice just swing see the layout and stuff and you know mm -hmm. usually i run into a lot of people that are staying at home base it's, it's cool That's to awesome. see um so yeah it's a I, it definitely it's a lot not a lot of sleep over the weekend but you know we're working on that to make it make <laughs> it work it. for everyone yeah i was gonna yeah. say i feel like eventually because you know you you have your certain events that you do throughout the year and then you get to travel and go do other shows and things like that but you definitely have to put on that hat for the weekend when so many things are like working under you but i'm do you have any favorite memories i know it's a big question but i'm curious if any <laughs> anything sticks out in your mind from the last few years um yeah i i, I will never forget this one trip with music festival trips we did a bus trip up to uh New Orleans. We left at midnight. We got to New Orleans by 11 a.m., 12 p.m. We we went and enjoyed the day out there, and wow. just went went to a lot of the bars, and then we got ready, went to Bay Center, came back, party in New Orleans, and then came back to Tampa the next oh day. It was like 48 hours of just uh, just complete madness. But I, I gotta say, like that was probably one of my favorite trips. I, I'll never forget. Um, wow. It, now with home base, like honestly, seeing the trailer, we 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 shot a, a video trailer for home base the first time around, and oh. that was kind of the vision of what we we're trying to portray out to the audience, so that they know what is home base, and um, just seeing that come to life and everybody coming and enjoy it, the the fashion that we set up, was it was really cool to see. So um, honestly, there's nothing more that makes me happy than just seeing everybody just really having a good time on something yeah. that you put together. Definitely props on the trailer. The trailer came out awesome. I, I seriously you. loved it. Because people, I don't, I don't think people, because I actually haven't stayed at home base yet. I really wanted to this year was going to be my year, but we'll, we'll be there next year. But 
I mean, it's everything is thought out for people who haven't been. Like, I know you guys even have things to entertain people right before they get on the shuttles. And there's the pool parties and you have all different kinds of food vendors and there's candy and there's people are decorating their doors in the hotel rooms, which I think is so cool as well. Yeah, and like I said, it takes every department lead to run each of those things. Like somebody's just assigned to just the workshops and the experiences on site. You know, and it's their responsibility to make sure that's happening. You know, beats and brunch, making sure it's all set up and the full decor is all laid out. And we got, you know, massage tables running. We got brunch running. Right. We have all the sponsored goods out. You know, all those kind of things, they, they, they all add into the pieces. And I always say it's all the little things that add up and make the experience really whole. Yeah, for sure. I'm, I, I've only heard amazing things seriously about it. So I can't wait to see what you guys do in the future. And I mean, just fast forwarding to this year, like, can you tell me just how this year has been for you both personally and also just with home base and what's going on with that? Yeah. Um, so personally, like, you know, it, it's, it's tough. Like, you know, a lot of people have lost their jobs or they're in a weird spot or, you know, things are a lot of shifting and changing you're stuck inside you, you are you supposed to be outside you know mm -hmm. and um you know you got to really focus on yourself you got to take care of yourself you know working out you know reading you know understand you know understanding the facts that are going on um and you know mm -hmm. spending a lot of family time and friend time you know don't lose that that circle of friends and you know right. always calling in to check in with someone is always great um so you know it's uh it's been good you know a lot of a lot of just like personal time just you know yep. reflecting on the things in the past and how you want to fast forward for the future um now you know for the for the future that's going to go on uh mm -hmm. past this it's a it's going to be kind of it's going to be different for for a bit um and we all got to adjust and adapt like i was saying at the beginning you know it's mm -hmm. a it's going to be it's going to be different but it's going to be it, it'll be cool i gotta yeah. say yeah for sure and i mean i think a lot of people too just were waiting for this was a story of this year, especially, especially for festival lovers. Like they were just waiting for one event to be canceled after the next. And I think the one everybody was holding out for was like, maybe EDC Orlando, Orlando will slide by <laughs> because Florida has really been taking this pretty leniently. But, you know, unfortunately we got the news about that and it is what it is. But how do you feel about approaching next year's event? I'm just curious from your perspective. Like, do you feel like this just gives you more time to make the event even bigger and better or you know I don't know just how do you feel about we, it we get to focus on a lot of the specifics on the event to make it even better you know even even bigger sponsors can come on board bigger partners and um you know this gives us the opportunity to really get to work with uh you know bigger producers too and uh, mm -hmm. and a lot of the a lot of people in the industry have been shifting around different jobs and stuff and uh, right. or changing their role or working with other people and it's cool to be able to collaborate with some of the, some other individuals that have a lot more experience so um, I, I would be shaping for a bigger, better event with, a, you know, better technology. I think we'll see a lot more, um, you know, we'll see a lot of uh, new talent that will probably be coming into the game and mm -hmm. stuff and uh, maybe some new music too. Like, honestly, yeah. like it's, it's really cool to see like what people are producing these days and coming yeah. out with. Yeah. How do you feel about the solutions we're getting right now, like live streams and drive-in raves? There's nothing that'll replace a you know, music <laughs> festival experience. It, yeah, it, it's it it's 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 cool to see. Um, I gotta say, I 
I'm glad to see other people doing things to move forward. And, you know, I, I think I saw there was an Humphreys McGee show and they had, it was a table mm -hmm. set up. So it was really cool. And, yeah. you know, being able to see live music again, there's nothing better than that. I, I yeah. went over to like one of our pool areas. Somebody had set up a whole pool band. I was like, dude, this is cool. Like I was just jamming there and just hung <laughs> out for the day, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen the um, events? I don't, I don't, I think somebody called it like a vertical event. Have you seen this where you have the show outside and people rent hotel rooms and then they just hang out on their balconies and like watch the show? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, on my page, I, I released a little teaser on Home Base Vertical nice. that'll be coming out. Um, if you stayed at the Avanti Palms, you probably know that we have 354 uh, balcony spaces that overlook a single area. We'll be doing our first 360 event. Um, coming up very soon. It'll be really cool to announce. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm pumped for it. <laughs> oh, awesome. I'm staying tuned for that. Um, I do want to ask you too about your other events because I know you guys have Hotel Elsewhere and then the Dirty Bird Camping, which was moved to May of next year. But can you talk a little bit about those two events as well? Yeah, yeah. So Hotel Elsewhere, um, you know, it, it's all about live music, SDS9, like a, they're a great partner. The, the band, the musicians in that band are just absolutely incredible in the way that they form together and be able to produce such incredible music. And, uh, and it's really cool to be able to take uh, their brand, combine it with an event and, and bring it to the Florida region and being able to give people the opportunity to come and experience live music. Cause I right. think there's a, there's a little bit of a gap between uh, the DJ and live, you know, bands playing mm -hmm. and, some people, you know, they get all hooked on the DJs, but, you know, they never get introduced to live music. So we get to give them right. that opportunity to come experience something new. And, of course, we got all sorts of other great acts on there that get to compliment no, them. But the, I was like, oh, my God. It's a great lineup, everybody just say. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's sick. It is really sick. And I, I'm glad I get to work with Closey and SDS9. And, you know, everybody on there, it, they're all unique in their own way. So I'm really cool, really excited to be able to work with them. Now, with Dirty Bird Camping, it's super – when when we were able to work out that deal to work together on this, I, mm -hmm. I, I've learned so much. And I think it, being able to apply my skill set and being able to do operations and be able to – you know, direct a festival in the direction that it needs and meet the uh, vision from Barkley Claude. Um, he, he has a vision for this event and it's just, a, and I, uh, you know, I got to make it happen and bring it to life. So, um, you know, and he, he does it, his own things and put it in his twist and I yeah. just absolutely love it. Um, so it, it's, it's really cool to see um, how that's coming together. You know, we got, it's almost like PD Herman's uh, Playhouse oh my God. Uh, meets Mad Men <laughs> plus like a lava lamp, lava lamp lounge like with wow. plus it's like plus 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 all this different quirky crazy stuff and I, yeah. I absolutely love it. <laughs> oh I feel yeah I feel like the Dirty Bird branding is just so interesting and I've heard things about the camp out itself too and I just feel like it attracts such an interesting crowd and people say it's like the most fun and it seems like a lot of tight-knit friend groups go to that. So I, I would be pumped. The music, you know, is going to be great because it's Dirty Bird Records. But I just, hearing you talk, you're just so excited about everything, which I love. And I can tell how much you're like passionate about what you're doing. I'm just wondering for anybody who wants to get into this field, like, do you have advice for somebody who wants to work in events or produce events like this? I've had questions like that before. And I, it's, you know, I, I started out, as a lifeguard a long time ago. I, I was a camp counselor. I, I was a swim instructor. 
you know, I built into doing my own events, which were teen parties. Then it kind of morphed into club shows. Mm -hmm. Then I started music festival trips and started working on uh, travel packages. But in between that time, I wanted to go work for another company. I, I applied at so many different entertainment companies and I never got really a response. And I was like, you know what, if I, if there isn't, if they don't want to give me a job, then I'm going to create an opportunity for myself. And, uh, you know, that's it when I started creating travel packages. So, you know, if you see a gap in the industry, it's a great way to, you know, create an opportunity for yourself to fill. And I, and, you know, don't go based off of what they have, um, in, uh, you know, that's available to apply for, you know, right. you could always create something for yourself. And I, I think the other thing is, I, uh, you know, working in the entertainment scene is just, you know, a lot of people say it's all about, who you know, I, you know, it's really a lot about, you know, who knows you. And I, somebody had told me that, like, you know, within the last year, and I got to yeah. say, it, it really is like, you know, you could say, you know, all these people, but if they don't know you, it doesn't mean, it doesn't mean a whole lot. So right, right. Um, make a name for yourself. You got to, yeah. you got to build your reputation. You got to know what you're doing. You got to always, you know, be honest, you know, carrying good values, uh, mm -hmm. you know, doing the right thing and people respect that. And, you know, they'll, they'll keep you, uh, they'll, they'll link you in with the right people to keep on growing your career. Right. No, I think that's amazing. If I, I love that. Just creating your own job, especially now. I feel like with everything going on, I think a lot of people are leaning that way, like either working from home or just wanting more freedom with their life and their career. People are just finding ways to have businesses online or create their own freelancing or whatever they're doing. So I think especially when events come back, that's definitely something to look into. And I know a lot of artists have mentioned too, that they started out as promoters, just as like their way in and they got to know the industry and then they started playing shows at small clubs and then they worked their way up. So I feel like if you're super passionate about it, you'll kind of like find your way in and then your work ethic yeah, will it, from there. Yeah, it'll take up from there. And it, <laughs> yeah. I, I think there's one other thing is that don't, don't give up any opportunity that gets thrown your way. I've, I've done certain things where I went and worked parking at a mall to, you know, just to, just if somebody called me out of the blue and I had worked with him on outside of EDC Orlando on shuttle uh, parking stuff and he gave me an opportunity to go work out there. Well, he connected me with somebody from EDC from Insomniac and that ended up forging a relationship that grew into something better which now he runs all of the shuttle transportation for all of like wow. the East Orlando stuff. So, um, you know, it, it's all about who you meet, who you network with, you know, how you, how you grow yourself and every, every opportunity you, you got to take something from it. You got to learn something, you learn something new and, you know, and reflect on it. I love it. This is ending on such an inspirational note. <laughs> uh, before I let you go, I have a few things, but I want to ask you last up, um, what are you personally most excited about right now? Like what gets you out of bed in the morning? Yeah, I can't wait to announce this uh, home-based vertical 360 show. It's going to be <laughs> insane. Um, and then also we, we have the home-based bubble that's uh, going to be coming into play very soon. Um, you know, we, we plan on having people being able to check in, get tested on site, get cleared for the weekend. And okay. then everybody's in a bubble for the whole weekend. Um, oh we've been, we got a video that's already developed. I, maybe I'll give you a sneak preview yeah. and then, uh, you know, it'll be released out to the public as soon as we get confirmation on all testing, all that cool stuff. So, um, I, I'm, uh, I'm pumped about those two things. And honestly, they, there's a lot of good things coming in the future. It'll be, uh, it'll be awesome. Oh my God, I'm so excited. You sound like a very busy man. I'm very excited. I, I honestly think like the future for home base is so bright and I definitely could see it expanding in the future. I would love to have 
just especially for people who have attended and love the experience so much, I think to have that at other festivals and see it expand, honestly, would just be amazing. So I'm really, really excited for you. And seriously, it was awesome getting to chat with you tonight. Before I let you go, where can everybody connect with you and connect with Homebase? Yeah, so yeah, you can find us on Instagram at homebase.com or you can find me on Instagram at the Brian Thomas. Um, it's kind of like the same kind of things on Facebook, everything else. So those are kind of the main channels. You kind of see what it, what's kind of going on. Awesome. All right. I will plug all that stuff. It will be linked down below. Brian, hang tight. Everybody else, I will be back with EDM news in just a second. Alrighty, you guys, I hope you enjoyed that interview with Brian. Shout out to Brian for coming on today. It was, I had a million questions for him. So he was very patient answering all my questions, but I just, again, think this company is so fascinating. I think this is like the future of events as festivals continue to grow when they come back. I think it's just the perfect combination. It's a safe environment. It's a really great option to stay somewhere and have your shuttles taken care of and all of those things. And I think it's really cool what they're doing with their other events um, and building this huge community. So Really proud of everything they're doing over there, guys. Definitely go show some support. Give them a follow at Homebase on Instagram. And Brian's handle is at the Brian Thomas. Tell them Rave Culture Cast sent you and share this episode today on your Instagram stories and tag all of us in it. All right, uh, I'm going to jump right into EDM news. We have some really exciting stuff today, which I'm pumped to talk about. All right, where do I start here? I have a couple uh kind of festival related updates and then I, ha- I want to talk about excision's new record label and i want to spend some time on that so we'll get to that last but headbangers get excited so <laughs> every time i go to announce something it's sold out by the time i get to edm news but basically there was um i think it might have been the first one of the first but uh if it's not insomniac events announced that they were doing a park and rave concert series and this one was going to be featuring maceo plex And this was part of their Factory 93 um, kind of like category of music. So it already sold out, but it's going to be October 9th and the 10th. And it's just going to be a special park and rave experience. Hopefully we'll see more like that. Um, I've mentioned I know a lot of the drive and raves have been pretty bass heavy. Um, but I would love to see more like house and techno artists. I know it's a little bit trickier, but I I think it's cool just to mix up all the genres at these shows. So that was really exciting. Sorry, tickets are already sold out for that. Um, we also got a Beyond Wonderland announcement, which was really exciting. So uh, I know obviously things have been pushed back. So this is Beyond Wonderland in 2021. They announced there are new and never before rave areas at Beyond, five new stages, three full-sized carnival rides, two art cars, new magical areas, hidden hideaways, roads, and more. So the stages, it says there's the Mad Hatter's Castle, huge expansion into a brand new, never-before-used area, and that is hosted by Dream State and Insomniac Records, incredible trance and house heads. That's going to be your domain. Um, Then we have the Queen's Domain, the world's largest megastructure returns featuring brand new production we love a megastructure on this podcast <laughs> uh the caterpillar's garden mini megastructure will be bumping hard hosted by bass rush and audiotistic fest cheshire woods get lost in madness hosted by bass con and more the looking glass go deep underground wonderland with factory 93 so your techno is going to be there 
And then it says all new production on every single stage. Um, There's a wonder wheel, a flying elephant ride, giant swings. Um, Okay, so these are some of the areas they have that are, I guess, newer. Uh, The mushroom marsh. It says new grassy enchanted playground filled with trees, mushrooms, and the wide awake art car with special guest DJs. The rabbit hole, a secret hideout featuring a hidden bar and many more surprises. So it's like a speakeasy. Beyond Wench, climb aboard and party with performers by Lake Beyond. So that's going to be a ship. Brand new themed roads uh, with photo ops and different curiosities. Really exciting. So they already shared the festival map, which is really cool. You guys can go check it out out on Instagram. Um, It looks massive. I've never attended Beyond, but from everybody I've talked to, I have always heard incredible things about Beyond and Nocturnal Wonderland as two staple insomniac events. So I know this one will be really exciting and that takes place in Southern California. So a lot to look forward to, guys. Let's keep our fingers crossed that everything can happen because I know that's going to be really exciting for a lot of people. Um, I also wanted to mention that Lane 8 dropped his fall mixtape. Never a shortage of music coming out of him. We love Lane 8 and his mixtapes are always really incredible. They're usually a couple hours worth of music to listen to. So definitely go check that one out on SoundCloud. And then we got a phase one lineup announcement for EDC Portugal, which again is taking place next June. I think it was June 18th to the 20th. Yep. And Presale is starting this Thursday, October 1st. So or last Thursday. So that is on sale. Um, this phase one lineup is massive already. I mean, you've got everybody on here. Adam Bayer. I'll just name a few. Adam Bayer, Armin Van Buren, Amelie Lenz, Charlotte DeWitt. Serez D is on here, Darren Styles, Dimitri Vegas and like Mike, Dom Dalla, Don Diablo, Enrico San Giuliano, we love him, Holy Goof, who else we got on here? Loco Dice, Macy Oplex, Marshmallow, Net Sky, Nora and Pure, Richie Houghton, Patrick Topping, Solardo, so many good ones, W and W, Chami, Tiesto, you've got all the good people on there. That's going to be an incredible event. So you guys can check that out on Instagram if you want to see the full phase one lineup. And then lastly, like I said, I I want to talk a little bit about excision here for a second. So a few weeks ago, I had mentioned that there was an ominous countdown that appeared on excision's website and we weren't sure what it was going to be. Like some people were speculating about like a festival announcement or something or new music. So we now know what it is. He had his Couchlands live stream event this past weekend, which featured a brand new virtual stage, which was really cool. And right before the event, there were a couple announcements that happened. And honestly, I want to like mention how big of a deal this is because it's really, really huge for the bass music community. So I'm going to break down all the announcements. Couchlands happened two days of live stream events. I still need to catch up on some of the sets, but Excision closed out night one and he announced beforehand that he was going to be playing 95% unreleased music which like made everybody's mind fucking explode so he's been working on all this unreleased music I heard nothing but incredible things about his set so I want to go back and listen to it and then on top of that they announced that he has a new record label called Subsidia and I want to read the announcement to you because what they're doing is really incredible and I think Excision has just been a leader like at the forefront of expanding bass music like there's clearly been this explosion these past few years like I've I've joked about like how mosh pits are now a thing but it's been growing and honestly him launching Lost Lands and giving dubstep and bass music such a big platform and like 
a whole community being built around this type of music he's been like at the forefront of that so now this on top of it is kind of just like this I just feel like this is going to be a whole new era of bass music starting now so the announcement reads headbangers it's been a tough year so far and with a lot of time to reflect on our goals it gave us the unique opportunity to approach them from a different direction I've always supported diversity and creativity in as many ways as possible, and a new label felt like the best way to do that. Not only will Subsidia aim to push the boundaries of bass music from heavy to melodic to experimental, it will also support everyone from established artists to rising young stars. Thank you for joining us as we launch with over 100 new songs of all shapes and sizes coming out on Monday. So when you're ready to disconnect from the world, plug into Subsidia and escape into a new one alongside all of these amazing artists. Excision. So let's just unpack what this man's just did. So he announced a new record label, said it's going to be covering every type of bass music from heavy to experimental to trippy, I think was the other one. Melodic, sorry. Heavy, melodic, experimental, which is amazing. I think it's I think melodic dubstep and bass and future bass has like grown in popularity so much and experimental as well. Like we've just been seeing more and more. So essentially what he did, you guys can go on Spotify. Um, There are four different mixes that you can listen to. And again, we have over a hundred songs. I was trying to get through the, the volumes the other day and there's so much new music. It's overwhelming. But there's um, one playlist that Excision put out. It's his subsidiary mix 2020. I started with that one. That one's great. And then there are three volumes, Dusk, Night, and Dawn. And again, it's just such an incredible collection because I was looking at the list and there were names I recognized and then so many new artists I've never heard of. And I just was clicking through, going song by song. And again, such a huge range. Like there was some heavier stuff from like Sullivan King and then... I discovered some newer artists and there was a song from Jansen I was really vibing with. So you have your pick and you can find what you like. And I just I know I'm spending a lot of time on this, but this is such a big deal for bass music. And I think it's incredible that they gave this platform to rising young artists because I don't think people realize how big of a deal it is to have a track come out on his label. So it's going to be amazing. I think his Lost Lands Festival, whenever that comes back, is going to be massive. Um, Go stream all of the volumes. It's on Spotify and it's also on their website. Um, You can go to subsidia.ca slash releases. Subsidia, that's S-U-B-S-I-D-I-A dot C-A backslash releases to listen to everything. And just you have endless amounts of content to go content endless amounts of songs to go binge listen to so that wraps up my edm news of the week um let's just jump into my songs of the week which i kind of already touched on two of which were in excisions mix i forget which ones these were in but they might have been in dusk the first one uh the first one is a song by jansen it's called nasty i loved this and i don't you guys know me i'm not really like the biggest space music fan Um, I definitely love certain artists and songs, but I don't listen to it usually on a regular basis. But Jansen's song Nasty was so wonky, so much bass, so much stank face, like kind of a rhythm-y vibe, but it it just gave me all the vibes. I absolutely loved it. It is exactly like it sounds, nasty. The other one I really liked from the mix was by Ray Volpe, V-O-L-P-E, his song Over My Head. 
Um, I really like the vibe of this. I had not heard his name before. His or her could be a, a girl, but I'm assuming it's a guy. Um, it goes from kind of like more melodic vocals to like a really heavy dubstep drop and I love the drop in this and then again it goes back into like more melodic dubstep so if you guys are a fan of that I would check out Ray Volp over my head and then on the flip side uh in my new music Friday playlist last week Oliver Heldens came out with a new song called Somebody Oliver's my favorite I absolutely love him so this track was really really great it's kind of like a good dancey vibey track from him and I was really digging that and then my throwback track is a Chris Lake song. This one has been, I don't know, I just put on Chris Lake the other day and I just put his, you know, Spotify on shuffle and his song All Night Alone came on and I forgot what this song does to my body. Like it literally is just one of those, the, in, the minute it comes on, I am just like dancing down the street, shuffling. I can't stop moving to it. Um, So All Night Alone, the Chris Lake edit such a good song to dance to to shuffle to it is definitely going to get you moving 100% so definitely go check that one out and yeah check out all the the tracks that I recommended for you guys this week all right everybody thank you so so much for sticking around till the end of the episode I know I talk a lot but I hope you guys enjoy these segments and I had so much fun recording with Brian this week so huge shout out to him Definitely go show Homebase and Brian Thomas some love. And of course, you guys, thank you again for supporting the merch line. Again, there is a link in the bio to shop the new collection. And you can, you know, always do all the things. Please share this episode on your Instagram stories and tag us in it. Uh, You can write a review on iTunes. That helps a ton with people discovering this podcast. But the best thing you can do to support This content is to share it with somebody, send a link out to a friend and introduce someone to the podcast today. That means the world to me. So thank you guys for doing that. Um, You can also follow along with us on Instagram and Twitter at Rave Culture Cast and at Emma Capotis. And you can watch the full episodes on YouTube.com slash Emma Capotis. So thank you all so much for listening. If you have any listener of the week recommendations or nominations, please send me an email and uh, let me know who you want to shout out. And other than that, go enjoy some new music today. Check out Excision's new record label, Subsidia. And I hope you all stay happy and healthy. I'll be back next Wednesday with a new episode. Bye, guys.